2: Hello, Antitude listeners. This is the final episode of season two. Um, I've been doing this for a year now. So this is a little celebration of a year in the making of anitude So I'm going to be gone for a couple of months. I'm taking a little eat, pray, love journey minus the praying and loving, just eating, and I will be back. But, um, I will be back with some great guests, some exciting news that I can't really share right now, but when you guys hear it, you guys are going to shit your pants. So enjoy this compilation of my favorite moments, and I would like to thank all the guests who have come on the show, um, the people that I've met along the way, and I hope you guys enjoy this compilation of Annitude's best moments. So if it's day, night, wherever you are, love and light. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Anitude, a relationship podcast about love, friendships, and everything in between. Brand. Then I feel like shoes and teeth are like the indicators if your life yes. is examples. So that those are the reasons why that reasons why it goes people. How, how about you? Have you? Yeah. One?
3: yeah. Okay. This is so funny that you asked because, um, a couple of my like best friends, who I talk about dating with a lot, give me so much shit for ghosting people. And again, it's ninety-nine, if not a hundred percent, people that I meet on dating apps. And one, I think that like if you're talking on a dating app and like you're going back and forth in a conversation, and it's just like you don't feel a spark and you just don't message back, I don't count that as ghosting. It's oh, like I've never normal. met. Person. Yeah, I forgot to text back. Sorry, not sorry. But I think like once you've gone on one or two dates with someone, like you, oh, like then, and then you like, don't talk to them again, then it's ghosting. And yeah. I've done this like a couple times and I feel really bad about it because my friends are like, that's like so rude. How could you not just like give them an answer? But it's like, if I've been on like one or two dates with you, like maybe I need to like grow up. But like, sometimes I'm like, I don't have the time of day to, like explain to you that like I'd. I don't know. Like, I don't know how to describe it. One, I do know how to actually describe it. I have issues with confrontation. I always have. And I think that that's my biggest problem. So, not texting someone back is the easiest way for me to let them know I'm not interested rather than writing a text. Plus, I will say the one time that my friend said, Sarah, don't ghost him. He deserves an explanation. I gave an explanation. And then the person kept messaging me back. And I'm like, this is why. This is why I just want to cut you off. Then they want want different ways. Yeah, Yeah, and I don't have time for it. Like, I told you I wasn't interested, let it go. But I did, so there's one person that I ghosted from a dating app. We went on two dates. I knew after the first date that, like, it wasn't, it wasn't it. And then my friends were like, give him a chance. You're being too picky. You're nitpicking at the little things. Like, you need to look at the bigger picture. Like, be more flexible. And I was like, fine, fine, fine. I'll go on a second date with him. Because he was, like, very invested. Like, very, like, pursuing me. So I was like, I'll give him a second chance. Like, maybe I'm, you know, trying to, like, fit someone into a box of what I want. After the second date, I was like, sure as hell, I was right after the first one. Like, I'm a very good judge of character. But this person, both dates, showed up in flip-flops. So when we talk about judging someone for their oh shoe toys. Gosh. Men in
2: flip-flops, like, unless you're going on vacation or going to, like, the gym to shower, like, I don't need to Thank, Thank you. I hate men's I joke. don't need...
3: Yeah, I don't want to see your feet. It, yeah, unless you're at the pool or at the beach. Yeah. Or like you said, you know, shower situation. There's no reason for flips. Also, this was a date in late October, early
2: November. Okay. So, like, Just a bum, like at that point.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And he was oh,
2: wearing boy, That's bum-shaming. I didn't mean to do that. I meant he has no... <laughs> I didn't mean to shame a community of people who don't have pop- like that movie Hustlers Gia needs a movie about her because it is seriously the most inspiring story I've ever heard. When I tell people about my friend, I'm like, "Listen, this cuz they don't understand. Like a lot of people don't understand Gia because she is not for everybody because she's a real one." Uh, yeah. Not for everybody. They they're like, "How did you meet her?" I'm like, "I can't even begin." It doesn't matter. It's just like she's my person, like this
1: is my friend and let like, period. We can and we really form like a solid ass bond. Yes. Even, absolutely. Cut out the middleman, the person that you were friend like our mutual friend, you're not even friends with anymore. And we're still friends.
2: Yes, that's how true friends are. And we don't even talk about that girl like that. So like, cause a lot of people, a lot of girls make friends based on a mutual hatred of somebody, but we don't even, we don't care about that girl. That's your friend, not mine, but we're friends and <laughs> you're inspiring. And I just want to shout you out, Gia. I would say usually I give people the option, which is another, this man serves cocktails Slushies in old Douce bottles. So I I know for a fact people are drinking. They're drunk. Brunch is a time. There's specific brunches. Like if you don't want to turn up at brunch, you go to Chili's or you go to you know a a calm cafe or whatever. But if you want your brunch spot to be you know where people are attracted to, you serve alcohol. And alcohol causes people to, you know, act differently than they would normally. And sometimes it, alcohol makes people dance. So you have to figure out what your vibe is. And if your vibe isn't the club, and if your vibe isn't twerking, then you better act like Denny's and play only Michael McDonald
4: over your speakers. So thank you. Period. Play a little bitch ass Apple music, your best of twenty twenty funny playlist and don't have a fucking DJ. Because a DJ also tells me to turn the fuck up.
5: Yeah, he's
2: reading the room. So my thing is like the DJ knew like what was gonna happen Mm. after he played that song. He knew. So that's another thing is like speak to your DJ. Like, hey, can you play, you know, uh Justin Bieber, like something like that, you know, I just don't understand why he had to berate the whole restaurant. That was crazy. So in another, you know, token is that um, a lot of people came to his defense, which I Mm -hmm. assume that would happen, but. I didn't understand like also the sexism and misogyny that was included in that speech because what did that have to do with women respecting themselves Woo. because I dance and I twerk. That means I don't respect myself. Like how does yeah. that even go together? What are you trying to say? Like, that's like when people are like, Oh, she shouldn't have been wearing that. That's why she got s- assaulted. Like, no,
4: yes. That's and it's this, on the
2: men. Like it's this huh? hyper
4: sexualization of black women as well. That mm-hmm. whenever we move our bodies in any way, it's a form of us not respecting ourselves.
2: Yeah, because I'm—I've seen I've been at brunch where it wasn't like a dance vibe, and I've seen like Caucasian women like going crazy over fucking um, Train and Megan Trainer and uh, I don't even know like Gavin DeGraw. I've seen <laughs> them go like play a Taylor Swift song. I bet that I bet they're gonna get up and just go insane like. <laughs> Start punching each other. And I don't ever see people speak to like a group of like crazy people who are like turned up white people. It's always black people. They're like, stop doing that. You're going to kill somebody. Or stop doing that. You're going to hurt something. Or stop doing that. You're going to get assaulted.
4: And it's like,
6: "Mm, how is that
4: even? Stop policing me. Stop policing me. And if I am in a space where you're saying you created a space for me, then it should be a safe space for me.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's, we should be able to act however we want in within reason, of course, without judgment, because we already get that from going to white spaces. So
0: what's the point of even open
2: up this restaurant if you're going to have the same restrictions and the same judgments as these white restaurants and white clubs and white whatever? So and what is I hate the word classy because I truly that is like a dog whistle of like classy is associated with like whiteness, whiteness and elitism. Yes. And it's like, yes. what is classy? Like, I have heard that like, oh, she dresses classy or uh he acts classy and it's like well what what is classy exactly like what kind of status does that align with is it white status Mm -hmm. black status no I only hear it uh, you know assimilated with like white culture exactly and I always feel like it's derogatory when it's directed at black people like if people say I oh you're so classy I'm like what did you expect like me to be like what ratchet yeah, so, or, or like
4: you're well like
2: wild. Like I just remember when to the left came out, like mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my goodness, this is a great song. And then mm-hmm. she just put out continuous hits. Like
4: so
6: good.
2: Yeah. And then this phenomenal. Ph- phenomenal. And this also this introduced us to Rihanna.
6: Oh my gosh. I didn't know we were gonna touch Riri yeah. in this podcast. <laughs> my girl. My girl uh, such Who a put queen. out excellent albums for like 6 years straight. Consecutive, like one not after a another, bad after album. Another. They're all so good. Name a better. Yes. Every time, unbelievable.
2: Name a better artist than Rihanna. Like and she's such a businesswoman now and I'm sad because I wish she would put out more music. Right. But I respect her because she is making a lasting legacy for herself like this is beauty is
6: iconic
2: truly truly iconic she's amazing and she was like a trend setter Mm -hmm. with i did every anytime rihanna did something to her hair i also did the same thing to my hair and god bless me because i thought i was rihanna like i got (laughs) an asymmetrical bob because rihanna got one like truly i don't know what i was thinking So yeah, the early 2000s in music was a a time. And do you remember, this is when like iPods
6: Mm
0: -hmm.
2: first came out. And did you illegally download music?
6: Yes, I did. Is the I'm F- guilty of that.
2: Okay. Oh, thank you. I just needed that clip because the FBI is also listening. So <laughs>
6: okay. they're
2: coming to get you.
6: Great. <laughs> I remember- Justin I- <laughs> Timberlake, you're also listening. Come save me, please.
2: Come ba- bail him out of prison <laughs> because he's going to jail. I remember thinking, like, because my mom would be like, don't download music illegally. We're going to go to jail. I thought I was going to go to
6: jail. My dad would say the same. Yeah.
2: Or you're going to give us a virus, which probably yeah. I did. But For do sure. you remember when you'd accidentally- um, I used LimeWire and if you mm-hmm. Downloaded a file so It was like Russian roulette Sometimes it would be like the actual song Other times <laughs> it would be Bill Clinton saying I did not have <laughs> sexual relations with that woman It was like a toss-up. You never knew what you were going to get. So you always had to download multiple files mm-hmm. to make sure you didn't get the Bill Clinton song on there. Yeah. So, and why? Gosh. Who did that? I would love to know the creator of that who was fucking us all up with that Bill Clinton.
6: I thought. don't know. I and it don't wasn't even know. his
2: voice. It was like somebody imperson- impersonating him. That's so rude. So that disrespectful. Liar.
6: So I... I used Napster before mm. LimeWire came out. I had a sister who was, like, five, six years older, older than me. Um, and so definitely was just, like, into whatever she was into, too. Um, I remember the first CD I bought on my own was Mandy Moore. Um, it had to be 99 or 2000 Um that I, like, used my own money to buy the Mandy Moore debut album um and then Napster is what we used and the first song that we downloaded on Napster which took 14 hours to download like at least um was just the two of us um from Austin Powers with With uh with Will Smith yep that's what we chose to spend 14 hours like blocking like, the phone I need line from <laughs> we somebody's calling for back. an emergency
2: they're like um, nope. you need to evacuate your house you're like hold on Will Smith is about to
5: play yeah. mm-hmm.
2: that was such a time and I just remember you, like making um, I'd also make like mix CDs to take on the bus oh, yeah. to school and I would just I wish I still had them because they were like bops after bops mm-hmm. and it was just such a great time it was such an innocent time for like music Okay, do you remember T.A.T.U., the Russian girls in the school outfits? Yes. Okay. So I got a story about that. So I (laughs) bought that CD when I was in eighth grade. I used to babysit. And I bought that CD in eighth grade at Target. And my mom Mm -hmm. was with me. And I remember her, like, looking at it, the CD, and then she, like, heard one of the songs and it was that all the things she said, I thought it said all the things he said. I mean, it doesn't matter, but I thought it was talking about a boy. I was, did not know. And my mom asked me, she was like, are you a lesbian? Mm. And I was like, huh? And she was like, well, I didn't know because you wanted the CD. And I was like, I don't know. I just like the, I just like. I thought it said all the things he said. So. I still listen to the, those songs because they are truly wild. Like. Mm -hmm. those girls and they were faking being lesbian yeah for i
6: know this i need to like do a deep dive into that
2: yes they were they were faking their relationship but it worked because it came all the way from russia to america so good for them yeah so um yeah that was a crazy time and then also that this was like the beginning of like the internet era. Like you said, we had dial up internet. So Mm -hmm. your parents couldn't use the phone Yeah, and they would, my mom would give us a time limit. All of you Mm -hmm. get an hour of computer time and get off the computer because I need to use the phone. But I remember getting those like AOL CDs in the mail and (laughs) burning them to my computer and then getting on AOL at, at like 12 and 13 years old. So this is what I used to do. I was catfishing before there was catfish had no business talking Mm -hmm. to people on AOL. And I don't think my parents knew like the, this was pre like to catch a predator and all that. So they didn't know like what was going on on the computer for real. So my mom, or sorry, I was babysitting and I had Martin Luther King jr. Weekend and we were supposed to be watching roots Do you remember this? I do. How embarrassing. Like, and we invited only minorities, we said. Yep. Yep. Minorities only invited (laughs) to that particular party. Embarrassing. But people came and we celebrated Martin Luther King the only way we know how, by watching Roots. But I think we really more so ate and drank. Not, we didn't drink alcohol. Guys, I'm telling you right now, this is a Christian, Christian
7: podcast. We were not drinking or doing drugs. We were hanging out, eating, laughing. I had the hot tub going. Um, we did some more prank calls. I did impressions of Barbara from Team Mom, I think. Can you do it right now? Can you do a Barb? I, I wish I would have practiced if I knew this would come. But it would be like, Genial! You and your boyfriend keep outside doing drugs in the front yard. That sounds more like
2: someone. Good, good old Barb. Good old Barb from Teen Mom. (laughs) But that damn that show's still on too. By the way, like their their babies are like eighteen years old. Like why are we still Teen Mom in it? (laughs) But yeah. So and then I would like to talk about like our dating lives in high school. I had no dating life at all. Like. I didn't even go out on dates when I was that age. You did have boyfriends, multiple boyfriends, but they were like not, they were high school boyfriends, like they would last for a couple weeks or whatever, but you had a dating life. So talk about that. Like who asked who out first and like, how did this happen? Tell us I'm living vicariously through you still as a 32 year old woman.
7: I mean, high, high school dating was basically, you would go out to eat. Yeah. You would hang out at each other's houses, um, watch movies, and attend dances together. Like, yes. that's that's basically high school dating. It could have been more to it, but that's definitely, like, wasn't my personality or who I was dating's personality. Like, we didn't party, we didn't drink, we didn't do drugs. We were literally, like, watching movies And hanging out. Being completely innocent. Yeah. Yeah. No, I never dated
2: because I never wanted to. And also, like, there was, like, five people to choose from in our high school. And anybody that I wanted didn't go to our high school. Like, they didn't exist. And it was usually, like, some – I went through phases. Like, I went through, like, I only liked, like, boys with the emo haircuts, which I, like, would throw up right now. Like, ugh. So, and that was hard to find in our school there wasn't many of them, no that were normal that weren't like wearing like capes and stuff like being weirdos <laughs> i also remember though i went through like when i was going through my emo phase i also which i'm going to post some pictures of my emo phase on my instagram some like never before seen pics also i used to hang out with like guys in like bands But now that I look back, and we've talked about that, this is controversial. This is so controversial because, like, I was fifteen hanging out with men over the age of twenty. Why were they hanging out with me and my friends? Like, we were children, and like, I remember the one specific guy that I like ended up having a crush on, and I think I went on one date with him. He was twenty three years old. Like that is, I would never let my daughter hang out with somebody that age. And I don't think my mom realized like how old he was or like, and I think she trusted me enough to know that like, if something was wrong, like I would tell her or if like, and we weren't doing anything inappropriate, but still like, why was he hanging out with me and take me out on dates? And he sold me my first car. Do you remember that?
7: If so. you think about it, you guys weren't having sex. You weren't drinking. You weren't doing drugs. You were literally hanging out. And yeah. they were like in their 20s, like, what?
2: Like, that is so disgusting. But it just like goes to like what's going on right now. Cause I don't know if you've been, you probably haven't been following this and only I have, but they're like all these stories coming out about like Warp Tour and like basically all those bands were like preying upon young girls. Like, that was like a whole thing and it wasn't just like happening to me and my friends it was happening all over the country where these like band guys would like seek out young girls and like rape them sexually assault them etc so like that whole scene is like sketchy so i
7: feel because you guys kind of like i like they were just basic muskegon band guys like nothing special but you guys kind of like idolize them in a way yeah and so like obviously 20-year-old girls weren't doing that. So maybe it's just more appealing to be, like, someone who, like, thought of them so highly. Yeah. Well, and then also we would idolize, like,
2: we would meet these guys that were from different states. Do you remember when we traveled, me and Brittany traveled to Indiana to go see this band of guys that lived there? Didn't Jesse go with you? Yes. And they were, like, in their late 20s. Like, that is like like no wonder my mom never wanted me to leave the house like there's some weirdos out there and i was like doing like shady stuff and it was only to go see them and hang out with them and it was not cool it was not chill at all like they were honestly at the time
7: i didn't think anything of it i wasn't like you guys are too young. I didn't feel like weird about it. No, because we didn't know.
2: And we thought it was like all an in innocent fun and games. But now like as adults who would, I would never as a 30 year old woman hang out with anybody under the age of 25. Like you're a child to me. Like that's predatory behavior. But yeah. So like that was my high school. I went to like through like the scene emo phase where I would only go to like concerts with bands who screamed and I still, truly still love it but um, it, it was a weird environment because it was like very like you were either straight edge which means you didn't do drugs smoke or drink or you were like a drug addict and did like hella drugs and like drink so like there was like two different types of like seeing emo and then there was also it was like very like elitist like you couldn't listen to certain bands and go to certain shows or else like people would like talk shit about you on the internet So, which brings me to the next topic, which was the internet. Um, You weren't very active on social media back then. You're still not active now. You don't have an Instagram or a personal, like, page, like, um, but back then, even with MySpace, like, you were
7: not on there as much as I was. Why was that? I think i didn't know how to utilize it or i wasn't utilizing like other people were like i wasn't like chatting with friends or i don't know i was like what am i doing on here i'm just like posting something and i don't know you know what the internet's not for me call me a grandma
2: (laughs) yeah i feel like you're just like a normal person who's like who cares what i'm doing all day like i don't even care what i'm doing all day so where i was like i need to like I would have a live journal, which is once again, if you're under the age of twenty five, live journal was like a diary, online diary, and you would literally like write what you did all day or like write your feelings, and people would comment on it, and it was like a weird place because like like I'm glad I deleted mine, but I went on there and I'm like, uh,
5: people should delete this. Snuggle and go to see? you up, and like, I was just like, uh, do you know why I'm here? Like, uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't get it. And then finally, like I initiated whatever happened and it wasn't even that long that I like, I was just like, okay, let's just, let's try and get this going. Started, so yeah. I go, so I go and I'm doing my business and I was literally down there for maybe like three minutes, if that. And he just like, oh, like, and he gets up and he goes to the bathroom and I was just like, okay. And he's all like, oh, he's like, I came, blah, 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 whatever. And I was like, okay. And he literally turns around and goes to sleep when he comes back from the bathroom. Rude. And I was just like. Rude. How did you go from
2: setting my <laughs> your alarm and let's snuggle to turning your back on me? Rude.
5: And so I was just like, "Uh," and so I'm over here trying to figure out how to get out of it. I'm like. Uh, how do I get out of this? Like, I'm trying to go home. And this he just fell asleep. Then a couple minutes later, he woke back up and he goes to the bathroom. He's like, Can I go to the bathroom this year? I remember him asking me if he could go to the bathroom. I would have called the and police. And I'm just like, This sure, like it's your house. to go yeah. to the bathroom. Why why are you asking me? And I just hear him throwing up, like it's loud. It's loud, and he's throwing up, and he's all like, "Uh, "I don't feel very good. I have to go to the hospital." And I was just like,
4: "What?
2: Like, how do you how do you know within like a throw up session that you need to go to the ER?" Like,
5: yeah. And so I'm like, "Then my like I'm actually a good person." So I was like, "I can like, do you need me to drive you? Like, I can take you." Um, And he's like, "No, "No, no, I'm fine." And so he literally within I was kind of just happy that I had an out because now like he's leaving and I get to go home. Yeah. And but I'm trying to make sure he's okay because I'm like, I'm a decent person. So I text him and I'm like, Are you okay? And
8: he's like
5: He's like, oh, I'm just at the emergency room. I was dehydrated. What? So, sh- okay. And so, so this guy, I'm guessing he was already dehydrated, and because of what I did, I literally you took, s- I guess,
2: whatever the
5: hydration out of him. <laughs> yes, whatever. So, I
2: uh, head game <laughs> on 100. She's got that gluck gluck 5000. Everybody, that's. <laughs> I know. She's already taken, but I'm just saying, like, hit me up in the DMs, like, so I can hook you up with Amanda, but that's wild. I... <laughs> Suck the hydration out yeah, of that man. I well, that's amazing. Yeah, so I, I can... I've i never heard that, like, that happened to a man before. So that is, you know, and the fact that he was willing to spend the bread to go to the ER, because it's not a cheap, you know visit to just be diagnosed with dehydration like he's gonna have to be he's probably still paying that medical bill so that's how much your head game was worth it he was like I'll go to the hospital for this bit to go to the hospital (laughs) well I I'm
5: like was he he wasn't even planning on anything I guess or he just wanted me to I don't know then at that point I was like well then why did you even invite me over if you're feeling even like a little sick
2: because he wanted to see like how dehydrated he was, how much water he actually needed. He needed to like a baseline, but he sounds he
5: needed to make sure, but
2: yeah, he sounds crazy because he was doing too much at the beginning.
5: Like, so no, he then even after that, I, I don't remember if we talked after that. I just know he was always doing the most because yeah. there was like another time he had invited me and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I'm literally about to leave work. And then I was going to go over to wherever he was and then he's like, uh, actually, I'm super sick. My eye hurts or something. Okay. Like he's that. a hypochondriac. Like he's. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I was just like, okay, whatever. Don't talk but, to him anymore. I'm yeah. Fired. No, that was a weird thing. I don't even know if I've ever told Daniel that story. <laughs>
2: well, if Daniel's listening right now. Well, um, you guys have been through it. Um, you've been through some years. So that story should just show you how great of a woman you've got. Like you got the prize, Daniel. I'm so. versatile. Yeah, she you can is. Take me
5: to church,
1: or
2: we can
5: talk about sex, I
2: guess. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you can take her to church, the art museum, McDonald's, but also take her to an orgy. Just saying. That's a versatile woman. I love to see it.
8: Or, or whatever. It could be more than that, actually. But I've, I've found that I am the one that some people that have a relationship call for sex. And, mm. you oh. know, so like. The other man. Like, and I'm. You know, I'm fine with that because I am not there constantly. So when I arrive, I'm the center of attention right. for this next two to three hours. Yes. You know, that's how much that's my minimum. Yeah. Um, and that two to three hours, like it's all about me because you only have me for this certain time, and then I leave. And then, I love that. Um, I come exactly. Oh I my love god! That is for a story. you. Let's hear it. Um, so Tell the listeners. One time, um, that I was out, and you know, I was out of a club, and this guy comes up to me, and he's like, "Oh my god, you're so cute." I'm like, "Okay, well, thank you. You need to be more original." And then he says, "Well, I'll buy you a drink, and you know what? How about you come up to, you know, my apartment? It's literally down the street." I said, "Down the street, great. We are, you know, that's that's better than waiting thirty minutes and for a ride." So we literally take this like five minute Uber, which whatever, we get to his place and there's this like guy in his couch and I was like, oh, Um, he was like, oh, don't worry. That's just my, my roommate. I was like, oh, but I'm also like intoxicated. So I really don't think until the next day I'm like, but why is your roommate sleeping on the couch when there's like another bedroom? Oh, yes. I we go to his bedroom, we do it, blah blah. I'm obviously can't go home that night. I'm weird out, so like I'm just laying in bed. But as no wait, let me go back. So as we're doing this, like I'm hearing from the outside, like he has a porch from the outside, and I'm hearing like knocks on the window from the outside. I'm like, what is that? He's like, no, don't worry. Like I think this is my roommate. He just likes to like watch. I'm like, what? <laughs> and then. It, <laughs> He's knocking on the window saying, like, please let me in. Like, <laughs> please, I want to watch. I want to be there. And in my mind, I was like, why don't you just open let the him door in. and like, let him join? Yeah. yeah. The more the merrier. Yes. And he was like, no, 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 no. I just want you right now. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, sure. this is whatever. Um, then, obviously, the next day I wake up, get my stuff, I go home. I get back home and I get a DM on my Facebook with this random guy. And I'm like, hello, who's this? And he was like, oh, hi. Um, you probably don't remember me, but you were in my, my apartment yesterday um, with so-and-so. And I was like, oh, were you the roommate? Actually, I'm his husband. I'm like... <laughs> what kind of relationship
2: is that where your husband is like, please let me in? Like... <laughs> Did you send him like a counselor like link? Like, please go see this counselor because you need to get out of that relationship. Because
8: <laughs> No, I have You're in the relationship.
2: Great. You're in the relationship, but he's not. <laughs> Let me tell you right now. You are not married.
8: <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, oh my God, no way. And I was like, well, do you have anything better to offer? <laughs> so he said, Yeah, come on over. So I go back over. And, and I try it kind of out with his husband instead. And, and <laughs> <laughs> till this day, the other guy that when I first went to does not know about it, but I was like, see, that's what, it goes back to the open relationship situations. Like if you don't have the communication, like I don't know how it's going to work, but I don't mind being the third person having fun about it because I had a blast. That, Y'all you have are, to figure something out. You
2: are winning <laughs> out here. You are absolutely winning. I, that is like, that's, Okay, everybody quote me now. That's the best story I've heard on this podcast. Like, that, was, that was my favorite. We're going to yes, have Johnny on again because, yeah, I feel like Johnny has some good stories. Okay, so oh, would, yes, you,
8: yes, would you quit
2: your job for a relationship? Like if somebody was like, no. hey, I need to move and I love you. Will you quit your job so we can move?
8: Oh, girl, you did something different there. You yeah. dropped the L word.
2: Yeah, somebody's like, I love you, and I want to move back to Kansas to live by my parents. Will you quit your job and move to okay, Kansas Okay, I'm a,
8: with me? I'm, a, I'm a speak, because I know this is going to be recorded, and I'm going to listen to it years from now. on
2: the pod multiple times. We know her. We love her. Um, but people don't really know her husband, Jordan. So the first thing I want to bring up is Jordan loves Hamilton. And tell everybody about your love for Hamilton. How many times have you watched it?
9: Like all the way through, maybe twice. At but, least
7: three times because you made me watch it and then you've watched it and you watched it again for sure.
9: Well, I mean, let's not count. Like, mm-hmm. we don't have to put a number on things, but like, you know, a few. It's I'll just say this like it's catchy. The songs are catchy. And then i I've, I've heard
2: that. I, I have this problem where people tell me to watch something because it's so great and I do the opposite. And I'm like, I'm never watching that. And then I'll watch it accidentally 30 years later. And I'll be like, that was amazing. <laughs> After the fact.
9: I but- think I, cause I was kind of a late bloomer to that too. Cause I had a friend who was all about watching Hamilton and like, naturally I made fun of him. Like you love musicals. Ugh. Like, you know, <laughs> macho, macho man masculinity- stuff. Yeah.
2: Toxic masculinity. You're gay. You yeah, love like
9: musicals. Like. <laughs> And then yeah. like my barber was like, dude, have you seen Hamilton yet? And I was like, I tried to watch it. I didn't quite get into it. because, like, we gave it like five minutes. And he's like, bro, if you don't like that, you just don't have good taste. And I was like, oh, if my barber doesn't think I have good taste. like, And it's like, a, it's one of those barbers that uses like a straight razor and yeah. oh, uh, it's leather
2: a leather strap to sharpen it. And
9: <laughs> well, they're like big, tough motorcycle guys. Oh, and they like. <laughs> oh that is that's a turn jordan what Where yeah. going? are you he's
2: like going to the same barber as the hell's angels
4: <laughs> yeah
9: do well, well. Like, it's like they're like skateboarders and motorcycle guys and they're like they're all cool dudes and then they're like you don't like hamilton bro get the fuck out of here get, get out of here bro. i'm gonna run you over with my heart <laughs> I'm like what so i'm well, like to get a proper haircut i'm gonna need to watch hamilton yeah and or will fuck it, your shit like, up oh that was super good
2: so what do you like about Hamilton? Um, I know the premise of the movie because I've read like the description and it's historical, so I know it goes on. But what do you like about the movie? What is your so, fa- favorite thing about the play slash movie?
9: I guess the, it's not like standard musical stuff. So it's like they're rapping. There's like a rap battle in it. So like it sounds really cool. Like, it doesn't just sound like, you know, people over-dramatically singing, which is something I don't usually like about musicals.
2: I hate fucking musicals, but yeah. Right.
9: And then the second thing would be the history. Like, I don't know how historically accurate it is, but from everything I've read on the blogs, the Hamilton blogs, I'm on constantly. I'm just kidding. That's not true. He's
2: he's like, (laughs) he started his own Hamilton lovers blog. Hamilton I mean, lovers of, Demo- of ham Des Moines. <laughs> yes, the Ham hocks is what you call them, you know? Uh,
9: I'm honestly not that into Hamilton, but, you know, it was a super good musical.
2: I Probably will the best watch it. I've ever seen. Yeah, I've only seen, okay, so I'm going to list the musicals that I've seen and why I hate them. Um, I've seen Cats live and also saw a girl. Me and Liz still discuss this girl to this day uh her name was cat bell actually and who knows if she that was her real name or if she changed it to cat but she performed memories from the musical cats at a talent show and it truly was the most secondhand embarrassed i've ever felt in my life because she was acting like a cat and running across the
5: stage and she's like memories it it felt like a good moment to just be like because I just appreciated like everything that he was doing because I have been in a lot of relationships where I questioned how that person felt about me. And from the beginning, he was chasing me. He was like proving to me, like the kind of person that he was. And yes, ladies, do you hear that? If he
2: wants to, he will, he will. Yeah. Don't ever, if you have to question it, get the fuck out because men are very, black and white they either want you or they don't so don't ever let them question your worth or your meaning to them
5: and he was very much like that like from the beginning he was like this is what I want And he, and obviously, like, I had a lot of baggage from previous relationships, and he dealt with, like, all of that Hold on. Liz is jade
2: rolling her her chin right now. I am. Well,
5: I see it.
2: (laughs) How did you know? And she's, like, rubbing a literal jade roller across her chin. I am am
5: interrupting the conversation. Keep going. Keep going.
2: (laughs) That's just a weird thing to do. (laughs) At this moment in time.
5: It just felt like a good time. It
2: felt like a good time to jade roll your chin. Everybody get your jade rollers out. Let's do it in unison. So anyway, sorry, Alyssa. You're in a touching moment. (laughs) Tears are streaming down her face. Liz is over here doing her skincare routine. Exfoliating herself. So basically, you had one of the only success stories that I've heard. I have another friend who got married from Tinder um mm-hmm. and how, how are they doing? They got married last year, and they um are doing well. And um, I just think it's very rare to meet somebody online. It takes a, a different kind of personality that than what I have because I do not text well or message well, and I also am very judgmental when it comes to people like m- flirting. Then
1: in that way, like I just feel like that's
5: per like. I think it's just perfect for, and maybe it's different now because I haven't been obviously on that for quite some time. I went on it
2: last, I went not on Tinder, but I went on Hinge Mm -hmm. and I was like, please, I'm about to KMS. I'm about to kill myself because it truly was the worst experience of like seeing what dating would be like in my thirties because now it's like. Men are trying to like overcompensate for like things that they don't have by saying things that they do have, like, I drive a Maserati and I love the office. And I'm like, what do those two things have to do with each other? And also, I do not care about you, like, I like the office, but I'm not gonna like that's not a personality trait. So it's like very hard yeah. to distinguish. And now that I'm in my 30s, looks, I mean, they're obviously still important because I'm not gonna date somebody like missing the whole top row of their teeth. But they're not the most important thing to me. Most important is, are you a good person? And you can't really have your shit together. You have your shit together because I have my shit together. You can't really convey that on a dating app nowadays. So it was better when I was in my 20s because we're all getting our shit together at the same time. So now Mm -hmm. it's like, "Mm, I don't know about that. And also there's other dating
1: apps. I saw that and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, these bitches (laughs) are crazy. They're they're crazy. I live, yeah, I live here with the
2: real yeah, I I want to go, they they showed like some restaurant with an old man. His name was Valter. And I really want to go there to <laughs> see Valter, this old grandpa man that was witnessing all their fights. So I'm coming there, but I don't care if that's the only place there's so many more restaurants there's so many more vegan
1: options there's um so many more homes and apartments that they built they built it up uh, they did have a little bit of a a housing shortage when i when i moved it was getting annoying and now they have a lot of house extra housing and i can't even believe it there is uh my friend told me it's like one of the number one thriving cities right now in the u.s mm. so i don't know if I have to fact. Check yeah, that, no, but. it
2: sounds about right. It tracks because it's like probably the only place that hasn't been like overtaken by people thinking, oh, I got to go to this big, you know, sunny city and get away from my small yeah. town. I mean, there
1: has been a lot of people moving mm-hmm. in here, no doubt. Um, but and it just gets a bad I rap know. because
2: of the the Mormonism there. But it's like, once again, the Braille housewife showed me like you can be Mormon and still drink and have fun
1: there's actually like more than half of people that live here aren't even LDS. I mean there is LDS but there's so many people yeah or they're not
2: practicing like
1: it's more in um southern Mm -hmm. Utah uh which is going to be like the St. George Mm -hmm. I've never heard of that like that's more where you're going to get like more of the LDS and Uh, polygamy culture and stuff like that.
2: So I don't know. I feel like that just gave uh, Utah in general a bad But now I think people are seeing that there's normal people that live there. Hello, Anitude listeners. So I have some exciting news. My Patreon is now only $2 a month. Patreon is just a place that supports artists and podcasters like myself. And it helps us make a little bit of money. So it's only $2 to join the Anitude Patreon. The Patreon comes with bonus episodes every 15th and 30th of the month. So if you're interested in getting ad-free episodes, early episodes, and video of the episodes we record, head on over to patreon.com slash Pod. Now let's get on with the show. So cool. I couldn't do it because I would... I I have piercings but I would be scared to do it to somebody else. Like I would the pressure of like piercing somebody in the wrong place or like it not being like the correct placement would scare me. Not the bl- not the blood or not the crying, not the skin touching, but that would scare me.
1: <laughs> um I'm getting apprenticed. Um I won't say where just for like privacy, but like so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm getting apprenticed. Um, the, the body piercer that's apprenticing me has been um, piercing for a really long time, like a good like eight to 10 years. So I feel really good about it because I do believe in the tattoo and piercing industry that a, a true real apprenticeship is very important. I understand that some people self-teach and I get it. Nobody will apprentice me to tattoo. So if I'm going to tattoo, unfortunately, if I start, I'm going to have to self-teach myself because no one will apprentice me that I want to. So I went down this route instead with the piercing, because I have a really good friend that I've known for a very long time. And he said, yes, I will. I will apprentice you. I'll teach you how to do it. And he's being very serious about it. And it's funny too. The only thing he's paying me is in is food. And I love that. you're supposed to keep your apprentice alive at least. That's like the bare
2: minimum is like a bare minimum. I will feed you, but I will make sure you're breathing. But that's pretty much all. That's about it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's just, that's hilarious. Actually, I would prefer yeah. to be paid in food. So
1: yeah, he's, he is like, he. that's 90% like, was,
2: of what, where my checks go anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah. The other night he did, he, we did really well at the shop, made like a lot of money and uh he was, at, at the end of the night, he's like, I want Mexican food. He's like, So meet me at this place. Da, da, da. And when we went there, he was like, We're getting a margarita. And like, Hell yeah. Oh, I
7: was like, Okay,
1: cool. cool, like, cool. I, I could deal with
2: this. Yeah. So um, every pair, every kind of piercing, like dermal.
1: Yes. I've been, I haven't seen, um, I've only been Let's there see. for a week. I did a solid week so far. You got um,
2: an appointment set for one, or you just know it's going to come? Not
1: yet, but they, it's going to come. It's coming the books. Okay. I don't know. Cause I can't, I don't have yeah. access to the appointment. Um, like I can see them on someone's phone, but, um, we haven't done mm-hmm. one yet. He did one right before I started and I saw pictures of it and it was really pretty. It was on a female, and uh, so it's coming, yeah, it's definitely coming. There's gonna be would, some, some no, okay, that one I do not understand. I'm like, my life,
2: why? Like, I don't want to see that on a mail. Like, I just
1: it's uh, pretty interesting. Um, my boss showed me a really weird one, it's like so hard to explain though, like, without it, but it was on his balls. And it was like one piercing went one direction and then another piercing went the other direction. And then the, the, the hoops in the skin overlapped, but inside the skin. And that one was, so for a piercer, it's interesting because it's like, oh my gosh, you did that. Like, you know, but that was like a weird, that was weird. Um, okay. So here's the story. So the other day this girl comes in, she's acting kind of weird. I don't know if she was like, I don't know, like, I don't want to have judgments, but she was acting a little weird. She, uh, well, Derek said that he thought maybe she was on drugs. Um, but maybe she was just nervous too. You know, I mean, it's getting a piercing is a little weird. So, um, so anyway, so she's alone and she's, she, she wants her nipples pierced. So we, go through the procedure what? with her make sure that they're actually pierceable because some people's anatomy isn't yeah yeah yeah
4: something telling black women well it's not natural for y'all to have hair like ours when we talk about wigs and shit like that and straight hair let me tell y'all something baby ain't nobody buying no 22 inch um montana straight Okay, ain't nobody buying no 24-inch Nebraska bundles, baby. Okay, ain't nobody trying to buy your hair. Straight hair is not even a white people thing. I just want to be clear. There's plenty of other countries that have straight hair, and that's where we're getting our bundles from, baby. Nobody's Nobody wants you hoes in, in fucking South Dakota to donate your, your length for the bundles, baby. Nobody wants that weak-ass hair. Don't you ever play with me. Ever. Saying
2: like we don't have like when uh, black women have blonde hair like a Beyonce or, you know, like red hair like mine or any different color hair that isn't dark brown. They associate that with whiteness, which is like um, if you look at countries in Africa, there are many different shades of hair.
4: Blonde hair, blue eyes, brown hair, red hair. We're not a monolith. Yeah, we don't just have one texture and one color. It is, you know... All three of my daughters don't even have the same texture of hair as each other, and no one even has the same texture as me. I gave birth to all three of
2: them. Yeah, my siblings, for example. We all have different color hair. There's red in all of our hair, but they're all... My hair is... Different, different. shades. Yeah, different shades. My hair is thicker, coarser. My little sister's her hair is curlier, my brother's hair is darker and we are not in a box of we only have one style of hair. It just drives me nuts. But yeah, and I just want to know, like, what are white women accomplishing by putting their hair in cornrows, which that's not the problem. It's the problem is your hair is not meant to be like that. It's not meant to be like in a, in a, in cornrows for long periods of time. That is for us as a protective style. Our hair texture is meant for that been doing it for generations Mm
7: -hmm.
2: centuries
4: why would
7: you want to knot
4: your hair up like
2: that is that hard to brush out like i'm just asking for a friend like
4: and i mean the other part is when when i see certain hairstyles and again going back to what we were talking about and it gets when it's on a a white woman it's trendy and it's fashionable when it's on black women who have been doing it for like we said since the beginning of time it's ghetto it's it's ratchet it looks classless it's unprofessional i've been told my hair was unprofessional for having it cornrowed in a bun
2: i don't know how many times i've gone to work with my hair natural and people ask what happened to your hair you mean the hair that i was born with that it just does this naturally that's the whole purpose of a natural hairstyle it's seen as something like scary or like, you know, abrasive or aggressive mm-hmm. when your hair is a natural as a black woman. Yeah. And that is none of your business why my hair looks a certain way one day. And then I come to work the next day with a straight ponytail. Just stop commenting on black women's hair. Do not ask if it's real. Do not ask if it's mine. Yes, bitch, it's mine. I bought it. Do not ask if you can touch it. That's We're not... Animals in a petting zoo. No, you can't touch it, honey. And yeah, just stop asking about Black women's hair. That is so disrespectful and offensive when they ask, oh,
4: what it, how come your hair's like that? Thank you. Unless you're giving a genuine compliment. Please fucking save it. Like one, like today, this white girl I'm in class with, she gave me and these two other black girls the most awesome comment. Cause one had box braids. I have my hair in the short taper with the curls and the other girl had a twist out. And she literally said, she's like, I just love y'all's hair. She's like, y'all can do so much stuff with your hair. And I think these styles are just so beautiful. She's like, I just really wanted to say that I really love you guys' hair. And I love how everybody just has these cool, creative hairstyles. It was not offensive. It was not mean. It was a genuine compliment. That's what you
2: can say. Don't ask, you know, why is our hair like that or how did we do that? Just say you like it or don't say anything at all.
5: Telling you about science and just like, (laughs) let me peg
2: you.